and welcome to another edition of Cubs on Tap. Round Loose is off tonight. And I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, Teddy Freddy 270, Mr. Tyler Edmonds. Recapping your Cubs loss tonight. Cubs can't get the job done in the second game of the three-game series tomorrow. We will preview that later, but for tonight, the Cubs have their guy in the mound get beat uh, pretty handily. Uh, they did battle back and showed that typical Cub resilience that they have over the course of the season, but unfortunately, it just wasn't enough. But first, before we dive into that, Tyler, how you doing tonight, buddy? Man, I'll be honest, I'm bummed. I'm not, I'm not down. I'm not all the way out. I'm not giving up. I'm just bummed right now. Bummed. It's just like a complete 180 from last night. But yeah, physically, I'm fine. I'm here. So there's yeah, that. yeah, we're here. We're recapping this one. Uh, Justin Steele gets to start tonight and uh, just got singled to death for a lot of it. I thought um, missed a couple spots here and there in the seven run fourth. And the Cubs trailed from then on, and we're playing catch-up. Ian Happ uh, hits a grand slam to make it close, but the bullpen just could not keep this ball game close enough for the Cubs to truly be in it. The Pirates added uh, some padded stat runs at the end of the game, and the Cubs lose this one 13-7. to Tyler, let's first start with the pitching. I think that's been kind of the, the talk of the last couple months. They've got either really solid pitching or it's been like this, where it's been this up and down roller coaster. It's never been as consistent. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you look at this bullpen and they're taxed, man. You, you can tell yeah. uh, when Ross goes to the pen, he doesn't know what he's getting because it seems like a lot of these guys are tired. Their stuff looks flat. Um, but just talk about Justin Steele and, and what you saw out of him tonight in an unfortunate start. I think you, I think you just hit the nail on it. Uh, taxed, tired. Uh, Justin Steele, dude, first three innings was lights out, man. Six strikeouts. Looked like he was in the zone. Looked like one of those games where, yeah, we're about to, you know, we're finally about to make up for the his last two games. This, this is the third straight start he's made that he's lost, and it I believe. Is it, yeah, I think – yeah, his third – or, yeah, the third straight game he's pitched they've lost, and it's just, man, tonight felt like – felt like it was going to be one of those nights where he was going to be locked in. And like I said, he was locked in at first, and then just that fourth inning came around. And, man, I hope – I hope it's nothing as far as injury-related or anything like that. I know he got – I think Ross bumped him up just because I think they had that extra day off. Yeah. And so bumping him up for tonight was going to give him – the final start of the season as well. I don't know. To, to be honest, I'm not sitting here pointing the finger at Ross saying, oh, man, he shouldn't have done that or anything like that. I'm wondering, maybe, like you said, maybe he's – dude, the dude's thrown 50 more innings than he has last than – he, than he did last year. It could be a it could be a thing of that. And like you said, man, like when you're just constantly – tonight, seven pitchers. Who would have thought in a Justin Steele start – that Ross would have thrown out seven pitchers. 
crazy. I honestly thought, to be honest, and Wes Nesky's been Wes Nesky here lately, just hasn't had it. But like at the time when I believe it was eight to two, I even said, I was sitting here thinking like, just give the ball to Wes Nesky and say, here you go, buddy. You have it till you have it till you don't anymore until, you know, you, and, and who knows, maybe they had that big inning there in the fifth or sixth when they came back and scored several runs and got our confidence back up. Maybe it was one of those things like, all right, I'll throw in Lighter Jr. now, and maybe maybe we can stop the bleeding for a second. But at the end of the day, man, it just goes down to uh, – they're just taxed, I feel like. I feel like they're just tired. It's like your stuff is flat, and it, it's show denied, and it just not not what we wanted to see. Yeah, and I mean, to add to it, there's so many, like, huge names that have been huge contributors over the course of the season that are on the injured list. Yeah. I mean, you look at Albert Elsley is on there. I mean, they have Nick Madrigal. I'm sure I'm forgetting yeah, somebody. You've got, well, you've, well, you've got Stroman that is not – yeah, he's back now, but he's not back in his normal role. Imagine if you had Stroman in this rotation. You could say things could be completely different. So, yeah, Michael. I don't know if you said Michael Fulmer. Who Michael Fulmer? Yeah, his numbers haven't his numbers haven't jumped off the baseball reference page. Me, me, and me and Ron talked about it last night. But just those those are guys right there that have been key contributors throughout the vast majority of the season. And it's like the analogy we talked about last night. It's like that car. We've been in that race for all season long and the freaking radiators blowing out. You've got a tire, you got a few tires that are looking low. The, the check engine light is on, man. And it's just, God, we're just, we're just dragging here at the end, man. Yeah. Darren jumps in there too. The candy man, the guy to trade for also. Yeah. Down. It's a huge miss out of the middle of that lineup. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. And, and maybe going into like more in depth here, at a bigger picture type thing is maybe what we need to do at least a little bit. I don't know if you guys had a chance to do that last night, but who do you blame this on? Do you blame this more on the players for not having a good start and having the dreadful May that they had? Or is this on Jet? Like, because depth is a real thing. And there's a reason why teams can do this baseball thing consistently over 162 and not skip a beat. It's and it's because of depth. And I just we went over, you know, the names that were in the hat going into this year. And there's just so many names that you can pull out that just never contributed for this team. I mean, Hosmer to you know Keegan Thompson, who was here for a little bit and then sent back down. And then you know you talk That's about so a guy weird. like yeah, Brandon Hughes. You know, a guy who would be great to have right now. And I know that there's some of these guys are still working back, but this is, you have to win these next two weeks. This isn't work back time. This is pedal to the metal time. And like, it just, like you said, it feels like the Cubs have morale wise, they're pedal to the floor right now. And like 50 miles an hour is all they got on the racetrack. I agree. I, I think I, like, I know we talked a little last night about this whole, there's been this, like, this this story just trying to be created as far as, like, should David Ross be fired after this season, after this after this potential colossal collapse? And, like, when I, I wouldn't, right now, I, 
and I'm not trying to justify, oh man, this is, you know, we're losing right now. I'm not saying, you know, using this as an excuse, but it's like people forget Chicago was 10 games back at one time. So to say, oh, this is all David Ross's fault to me, it's just, it's not right. I think at the beginning of the year, Ross had his hands, Ross had his hands tied with guys, like you said, uh, Trey Mancini, Eric Hosmer, Tucker Barnhart, who wasn't, I mean, offensively, he wasn't there, let's be honest. And then we even, like we said last night, Hayden Wesneski, we all thought that guy was going to be a five-star, the number five starter. And, hell, I said at the beginning of the year, this guy's going to lead the team in strikeouts and all that kind of stuff. But, like, this is where you watch this. And, yeah, you can you can say a lot of it is with injuries, obviously. But also, this is where you look at teams like the Dodgers yeah, they've got a Mookie Betts. Yeah, they've got a Freddie Freeman. But then they get these other supplemental, so many other supplemental talented pieces. Not to say that the what, what Chicago has is untalented. It's just they get so much more talented depth and guys that they just consistently pull up and let's throw, you know, like guys like a Chris Taylor and they just got Kike Hernandez and uh, – uh, the guy from the, the shortstop for the Marlins, I can't think of his name. Mine's gone blank, but uh, I mean, just so many different pieces. And that's just the difference in teams like that. I mean, you can even say that about the Rays and uh, and other teams as well. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if you can blame it all on just one specific person, one specific, you know, oh, it's, it's, it's Jed, it's David, it's the players. I mean, because it, there is a there is a point where the players do have to come through. The players, I mean, we could go back and dissect so many games as far as parts where points of the season where, oh man, you know, you get a guy on second or you get a guy on third with less than two outs and you don't score and stuff like that. You can you can go back to Jameson Tyon's rough first eight starts. You could, you know, you could say a lot of things. So it's like, I don't know. I don't I I'm not going to sit here and play the, you know, you know, play the blame game on anybody. It's just, God, it's just, it's just so freaking frustrating right now because, like you said, these two weeks here are just. This is the season. Every every series is a playoff series, pretty much. It is. Yeah, I think you were thinking of Miguel Rojas. Miguel Rojas, uh, yeah, yeah. Just trying to con, con, uh, to to connect those dots for you. Uh, a lot of good comments. Let's let's first let's jump into that for a little bit. And just kind of go through what people are thinking. Um, Jeremiah, always in our comments. This is the Miles Masterboni legacy game. It was good tonight. Yeah. Three hits. And I'll say, too, there was a lot of people who were uh, throwing some some shade at that lineup construction as well. I I understood it in the beginning. But I don't know. There's not a lot of options. There's no and I can understand everybody's upset because uh, Canario didn't start. I get that. understand it, you know, after last night's game. But at the same time, with the way things started, or which the way things turned out after that fourth inning, would a Canario been a difference maker in this game? Probably not. But at the same time, I can understand, hey, the dude was lights out yesterday. Why not start him? I, why not start a – Christopher Morrell back at third base. I know, like you just talked about with uh, Candelario being out, and which supposedly there's a there's a chance he could come back. Taylor McGregor talked about it late tonight. He could be back late this weekend. Hopefully, it would be great. But if not, why not throw a Christopher Morrell back over at third base? Let him play back to back games. Even though Master Boney, I'll say that now, but Master Boney, 
was, you know, awesome tonight. But uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just it's brutal, right? There's not a lot of good options. No. Um, Hank jumping in the comments here too. Steel looks so gassed, arm fatigue or arm injury possibilities are on the table. Yeah, I don't know about bad. arm. I don't know about arm injury. Um, I think. I think Justin, if he were in pain, I feel like that's something that we would that, know. We would at least hear some some rumors about it, like right now. I feel like we would have heard something. Especially with the last couple starts he's had, I feel like yeah. that would have been something that would have came out after the last one. Hope I hope that's not the case, but possible. Um, Stay Clem jumping in here. Uh, can we just walk Dude, to Brian Hayes for the love of God? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, pretty damn good. Clem right after that says the uh, not enough was done at the deadline to sustain this team into a playoff run. We're seeing that now. Yeah, I I, I think. We talked about it pretty openly on this show in May when they were losing games consistently and for a little bit of June when they started there. They they were digging themselves one hell of a hole that was eventually going to rear its ugly head. You can you can only go to the well too many so many times before it's dry. And it just seems like in so many different ways, the lineup, the starting pitching, the the bullpen use, like there was very few guys you could trust in that bullpen all season, and it seems like all of that's just catching up. That's, that's exactly what I think this thing it is. Um, and then Darren, too. Um, I'm openly not the biggest Ross guy, but this last while can't be blamed on Ross at all. And I kind of want to comment a little bit on that and go a little deeper into Dave Ross because I know that, Tyler, you gave your opinion on you know his, his – you can't – to, in my opinion, you can't blame David Ross for now if you don't give him credit for the comeback after May. So, yeah. in my opinion, yeah, has he been has he been the best manager in baseball? No, no. I, not even close. But there's a lot of worse ones out there. Look oh, yeah. around the league, and we've always, I think, in some ways, we need to be patient. Because good managers, in my opinion, are the product of good GMs. Would you agree with that? Yeah. If, if yeah, a GM can totally. make a roster manageable, anybody with a, a solid look of baseball knowledge is going to be able to manage yeah. that team adequately. Yeah, because at that point, you're basically – you have a solid group of talented players. You're basically managing – you're managing, you're managing chemistry. You're managing personality. You know what I mean? Like that. So, so yeah, like you said, if you, if you, if you can get a roster talent enough of players, Hey, just, just keep the chemistry high. And so and, and to be honest, for the vast majority, for the all season, it seems like it's been a pretty banded group of guys. Yeah. Yeah. And to, I mean, Joe Madden was one of the managers that brought the Cubs a World Series after 108 years. And then where did he go? He went to L.A., and he was god-awful out there with a pretty decent roster, all things considered over that way. Not the best, but he was also ran out of town. Yeah. Managers, to me, are just a product of what the ball club looks like and what it's put together as a GM. Yeah, there's some guys out there that your Craig Council's you know, that can, you know, manage better than most and get more out of a team. But those guys are few and in between. 
and normally don't leave. This is the only thing I'll say about Ross, and it's going to be my last comment about him before we move to another topic of the night, which is the offense, which had a pretty solid night, all things considered. The only way that I'll okay a David Ross firing in this offseason is if you feel like you can upgrade your manager. And to me, there's maybe only one name that's going to be available out there that's worth considering, and that's Craig Council. Yeah. After that, it's going to be Ross B, Ross C, because there's good managers don't leave. They just don't. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, other than Craig Count, which I'm not – I'm good with David Ross, but, like, other than that, do you really want to bring somebody on – you know, somebody new, somebody, you know, not as maybe – experienced in a, in a managerial position to come in and, and be responsible for a team that's just right on the verge, right on the cusp of, you know, being a playoff team. Do you really want that? I don't think so. Yeah. And I don't know. I <laughs> There's not a lot of good options. I, I'll gladly hand the, the clipboard to anybody else and say, Get them there. And you know what they do for Ross? They play really damn hard. It's showed tonight. Yeah. yeah. It showed tonight. They were down. Yeah. They could have quit and lumped their way through and said, all right, we'll give them tomorrow. But, yeah, they did. They they 100% tried to battle back. But uh, really quick, back to the comments real quick before we move on. Uh, Scott, uh, 10 games ago, win six, and they are in. I think they got to win more than that. I think they got to win seven. Uh to, to probably get there and, and be comfortable with, with that. Maybe you gotta, if you get some help. So you've you've got to be pushing for – I know freaking Arizona is hot right now, but you've got to be mm-hmm. pushing for that second wild card spot because you get stuck with a tie. You get stuck in a situation as you know with a tie, and tonight would have been a amazing, perfect opportunity to get another game up on both the Marlins and the Reds. And with the Giants losing, just enough, which I think they're like two or three games back now, but you don't want to get in a tie in a, in a tie with with the Marlins or the Reds because then you're you're out. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Just because they, you know, they have the tiebreaker between them two, so you still got to be pushing for that second spot. But you know, what do you at this point? You're hoping you need help for that second spot. Let's just yeah. let's just you know, call a spade a spade here and you can't accept to get help. Just, just get in in any way you can get that last spot. Um, hopefully, you know, what Scott said is true. You got to win six. I, I think they can win six. I think that there's six, they can win six out of 10, even with their energy on E. Um, real quick, just to go over the lineup, I thought that they had, you know, a pretty solid day. Um, all things considered, you know, Seven runs should be enough to win a baseball game when you got your yeah. best pitcher on the mound. But totally. any guy that you uh, you circled on your on your lineup card and, and said, "Man, he had a really nice night." Oh, uh, Master Boney for sure. Master Boney, Master Boney for sure. Uh, and then Saya Saya early in the game. I think he had two hits tonight. Uh, maybe he did. Uh, no, he just had one. But at the beginning, came in. Big single there at the beginning to get the scoring started. Yeah, he had a little bonehead, bonehead base running mistake there, which 
I know it was at the time it was one to nothing at the time. We didn't realize it was going to be like a, you know, a 13 run game, but it's like we talked about earlier, as far as like mistakes on the bases, got himself out right there. Like I said, I know it was, it ended up being a 13 to seven game, but at the time it's one to nothing. Can't do that. But yeah, master Boney was not. And then Cody Bellinger, two big doubles. That was nice to see in Hap, obviously. Uh, so yeah, overall the offense, just like we said yesterday to bring it over tonight, the offense showed up. The offense did exactly what they needed to do. Hopefully, if anything, I get and look at Texas. Texas is Texas bullpen right now. Just to kind of give an example, Texas bullpen is just imploding right now. But when you're scoring eight nine runs, hey, we we may not we may not be pitching very well right now. But hey, we're going to out slug you. We're going to out hit you. So hopefully, oh my God, I mean, you don't want to see the pitching end up being like this tomorrow, but. To give your pitching staff seven runs, that that's more than enough. Yeah, it seems like if they could hit like this over the course of this homestand, they're going to win a lot of baseball games. Yeah. I think five and one is a good uh, – is probably a good um, uh, shelf to look at. I think that that's, that's probably close to what we're looking at when we look at this. Sorry, just got a little sidetracked. Oh, um, but – yeah, just back to the comments real quick before we jump uh, over again. Um, Scott's crazy. People want to fire Ross for potentially not making the playoffs with a roster at the beginning of the year that was 70-win team. Yeah, I said the same thing, Scott. At the end of the day, I, I 100% said this team at most was going to win 76 games. I think that that was my prediction in the beginning of it. And they – I don't, I don't think – I, was, I don't think I had them winning 80 games this year. No, I don't think any of us looked at it and said, this team is, uh, you know, a perennial playoff contender. I, I think, though, these games, and this is just a full picture thing yet again, these games are great experiences. And yep. the fact that Justin Steele and Christopher Morrell and PCA and Alexander Canario and, and some of these younger guys are getting this experience. I think it's very, very valuable. I think yeah. at the end of it, we'll look at this season and we'll go, okay, like this was the moment where we could see the building blocks and the foundation being laid. And now it's, you can, you can add on the siding and, and start to build up from this to create the the castle that you hoped you have at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it, and and like Ross said, when a lot of these younger guys got caught up, it's like, hey, this isn't a, you know, and a try to figure it out right now. It's one of those kind of things. Like you're going to get your spots here and there, and everything like that. I mean, he said it. He said it. I mean, it was all it, it was thrown out there right as soon as as soon as each of these guys were caught up. Look, you may get your chances, but you're not you're not getting this. Uh, I'm, I'm giving you time to kind of figure it out because, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, wasn't happening. And so I get it. People, people upset about, you know, Canario for, you know, we'll go back to him for a second, you know, as far as not starting tonight. I mean, you knew, you knew it was probably coming and it's, I mean, it's the same way with PCA, like PCA, it wouldn't shock me if PCA didn't get another start. I mean, which is fine. He's still getting his, uh, He's still getting that experience that you talked about and we're talking about. Like, I get it. His bat hasn't been there, but his glove can play. His speed can play. Maybe 
who knows? Maybe he makes up. Maybe maybe we use him late in the game later this week or next week, and you know he comes up big for us or something like that. But yeah, it's 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 nice to see these young guys getting that experience. Whether whether or not all three, you know, whether or not PCA and Canario and whoever else makes the opening day roster next year, I I, I kind of doubt it. But you never know. But at the same time, it's nice that at least they are getting this experience early. And hopefully it's something that that they can build upon next year and here on out. That's all you're asking for at this point. And they're playing decent baseball. They have a chance. And I think Ian Happ, uh, not Ian Happ, Nico Horner said it perfectly uh, on 670 to score the other day. If, if you would have given this Cubs team in May the opportunity to make the playoffs and the position that they're in, I think every single one of those guys in the dugout would have taken it. There's plenty of time to win some ball games and finally get in and make some noise. Because as we know, when the playoffs do start, the schedule changes and it's easier to mix in some rest and win games right. with less arms and less um, contribution. You could really shorten your bench. But um, Tyler, before we get out of here, um, not fully out of here, at least move off of this game. Um any final thoughts on today? Anything you uh, want to bring to the table to talk about? Real quick? Man, just hopefully, hopefully this was just a just a small little bump in the road for our guy Justin. And man, just keep hitting the ball. Like say that, just keep hitting the ball because definitely going to need it these next next final two weeks. Well, week and a half. Yeah, hundred percent. Hopefully, uh, they can just hit the uh, hit the reset button. Go to tomorrow, win a series. I'll actually be at tomorrow's game, uh, and then I'll see you the day after. Oh, um, I'm telling you, tonight is not dampening my 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 mood for this weekend. Not going to dampen it tonight. Ain't happening. I don't care if we lost whatever the score was this weekend, man. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Um, tomorrow's ball game is a 6 40 start yet again, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep, 640. Uh, it'll be Kyle Hendricks taking the bump for the Cubs versus Johan Aviedo um, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, Tyler, what do they got to do to win this baseball game? Man, Kyle Hendricks has got to be Kyle Hendricks. You know, his the whole six-plus innings, Three runs or less. If he can do that, offense shows up. Maybe we can turn this thing around. Maybe got to win the series at the very least. Got to win the between this one and Colorado for sure. Have to at the very least have to win both these series. So hopefully Kyle can be Kyle Hendricks, and the offense just continues to smash the baseball. Hopefully, yeah, it'd be nice actually just diving in deep uh, with the numbers for uh, the Cubs versus Oviedo. Um, Nico Horner and Ian Happ, both with a 500 batting average and over 10 plate appearances. 16 for Ian Happ and 10 for Nico Horner. So those two are guys that circle. Uh, also, Christopher Morrell hitting. He's three for 10 against uh, uh, the Pirates right uh, the right-hander. Yeah, Pirates right-hander. Um, on the other side, Brian Hayes hitting 444 against Kyle Hendricks couple of home runs 
Um, Got to hope to keep that guy in the ballpark. It's not good uh, if if they're hitting home runs tomorrow. But I, like I said, I'll be at the game. So hopefully. Hey, hey Kyle's last outing. At, I, I was at his last outing against Pittsburgh uh, two weeks ago, and he was very good. He was very good. Him and him and uh, I believe actually believe he faced. Uh, I believe he faced Keller in Pittsburgh, and they went neck and neck for a while. So hopefully he bounced. You know, hopefully he just he does that does the same thing, does the same well, thing tomorrow. Well, you can't say that he hasn't pitched big games in a Cubs yeah, uniform. Yeah, you can't and say. And tomorrow that. is yet another big game for the Cubs. Um, I'm sure you guys did uh, fly the W players uh, last night. But knowing those numbers, Tyler, uh, you want you want to change your your thoughts for tomorrow's ball game for the rubber match of this three game set? Yeah, let's go with I'm going with Nico Horner. Guy went uh, hitless tonight. I believe he's going to make up for it tomorrow. I like it. I'm going to roll with Ian Happ. Uh, hit the homer, the grand slam tonight. Hopefully, he keeps it moving. The coffee man. Gets Wrigley percolating tomorrow night. It'd be really nice to uh, see that happen. Tyler, before we get out of here, I do want to hand you the baseball. Hang on. Oh, wait. You just threw it. I caught it. Okay. That means you have the floor, my friend. Uh, So, look. I get it. Tonight sucked. These past two weekends haven't been that great, but I am not, I'm not, I'm not giving up on this team right now. I know we've talked about, oh man, like it's been a good season no matter what. And with that being said, I'm not throwing in the flag right now. I'm not like, they're still, I mean, hell, this team went on an eight, an eight game winning streak just two weeks ago, wasn't it? Two, three weeks ago. I mean, we beat the Braves. We beat the Braves in a series. We beat. I mean, we swept the Giants, who at the time was a good see. You know, who was a who was a good team. They were rolling at the time. Like this team can get hot again. So don't don't count. Just don't count the Cubs out. Don't count the Cubs out. Don't get on. Don't get on Twitter. Don't tweet on X or whatever you want to call it. Your negativity. I get it. I get it. Right now, it sucks. We got punched in the balls a little bit. That's okay. You get up. Here's the th- here's the thing. Here's the thing, Juice. Let me just just a little analogy. I once, I once had a skunk get in my car under the hood of my car. No, ruin, ruin yes, ruin the sh- the shit out of it as far as then smelled <laughs> like ass for months. But it got in my car, and you know what I did? I sucked it up. And I got my grandpa to get the damn thing out of there. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? I still drove that car, and it still sits the front of my dad's shop today. So guess what? Sometimes skunks get in your car. Shit happens, but you can rebound from it. There's still time. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not throwing in the towel, man. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sit here and bash it. I know other people here. There's other people out there, Cubs fans, Cubs accounts, whatever, that sometimes just want to find things to bitch and complain about. Let me find something negative to say because we're losing and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And like I said, 
sometimes you get punched in the mouth. You just got to get back up. It's like what John Lesser said a few a few years ago. Sometimes you just we just got to get our you know what's you know rubbed in the dirt a little bit. It's gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. I love it. That's that's one of the and it's got already chanted in. That's one of the greatest Teddy stories ever. Uh, I 100% agree. I'm going to echo that sentiment there for you, Tyler, and say, yeah, there may be skunks in the car. There may be some weird smell from the back. If you've ever been on one of those long road trips yeah. with family, man, like the car starts to smell. There's sticky shit all over the floor. You're tired of being in the same car with them. But you know what? I'm going to say this. You and I and the Cubs on Tap crew are going to be out at the ballpark this weekend. And, yeah, there's a lot to play for. But, unfortunately, we may be two weeks away from no Cubs baseball. Exactly. So, you know what I say to that? I'm stuck in the shit car with the skunk and all this bullshit. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of these last ten games. Because regardless of where they fall, this season was a success. They won't say it. They're going to they're gonna say, well, we should have made the playoffs. And I don't blame them for having that expectation. But if you see where all these teams in Chicago are right now. Exactly. The Cubs are, they have the brightest future. Yeah. I mean, go look at the Bears Go oh, look no, at the no, Bears' Twitter, <laughs> Twitter no, right it. now. Exactly, no, don't do it. No. it could be worse. Get yourself sick. You go ahead and type in no. Bears on Twitter right now. Yeah, it's pretty bad. This is hey, this has always like... been my my palate cleanser, Tyler, for the last couple of weeks. As you know, I do the Bears show now too. So yeah, palate cleansers. But yeah, and, and like you said, we're going to be out this weekend. If you see us, obviously we're going to be at Murphy's for sure. If you see oh, us, 100%. man, come by, drink a beer with us, and just, you know, let's talk some baseball, man. We'll, we're going to be out in the bleachers on Friday. Come by, say hey, chat it up. Like I said, just let, let's have some beers, and man, let's just, let's just bring good vibes, positivity. The rest of this week, I get it. Right now sucks. Tonight sucked. It's okay. It's all right. It's just one game. We're still right now. We've got a playoff spot. Okay. We control it. We control it. We control our destiny right now. We have a playoff spot right now. Okay. And that's all you can ask good for. Enough. The last 10, that's all you can ask for. A chance to control your own destiny, control the season. And we're thankful for it. Here it comes on tap because we are one of two. Chicago Cubs podcast here at the ONTAP Sports Net. Make sure you head over to www.ontapsportsnet for all your sports and literature needs. There you can find Bulls, Bears, Cubs, White Sox, unfortunately, as well. Make sure you're going over to that. The guys at the Sox on Tap crew do such a wonderful job. We cover other things other than that. We covered soccer, a little bit of uh, Chicago uh, flair as well, what's going around the city. Um we do uh, some little pop culture, things like that. Make sure you head over to www.ontapsports.net for all your sports literature needs. This is always so fun, Tyler. And like I said earlier on, there's not many of these games left. I love getting on the mic with you, talking Cubs. I cherish them. And what I cherish the most, buddy, is the fact that at the end of every show that I do with you, 
you usually let out some type of wonderful, wonderful rant. And if we ever needed it to raise some morale, Tonight would be the night if you got it in the tank for it. I know you said smelly skunk car, and that was funny, but I need one more for you out of, out of you, buddy. Juice, I don't know if you heard. If you, if you think you're down, if you think we're down in the dumps right now, I don't know if you heard, but uh, came out yesterday. We talked about it yesterday. There's a little team out in St. Louis that uh, they got eliminated already. They're done. You want to talk about colossal collapses. What about a colossal failure? You spent the whole season. Yeah, Wayne Wright got his little 200th win yesterday, but you spent the whole season listening to him. Hey, hey, coach, coach, don't don't give up on me, coach. Please don't give up on me, coach. Please, I can just, just give me enough time to get number two. Number number two hundred, please. And you know what that cost you? Your season. And on that note, from the bottom, from the bottom of my heart, just with all everything that I have, skunk card, everything. Fuck the Cardinals. And as Wilson Contreras says, it's better on this side of town. Skunk cubbies. <laughs>